welcome back to another episode of San Jose, where we talk about everything spooky, scary, and haunted about San Jose. As always, my name is Manuel Avalos. And I am Carmen Sanchez. And today, what are we talking about, Carmen? Today, the topic is, for our episode 20, the San Jose Improv Comedy Club. I'm really excited for this topic because, Carmen, you know I love comedy. I love stand-up. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't, like, surprised to hear this place was possibly haunted because it kind of makes sense. It's really old. But um, I didn't really know much about it, so I'm excited to dive into its history. Okay, but let's talk about why we chose this San Jose historical landmark. For sure. So, for anyone that doesn't know, my favorite comedian is Angela Johnson. And I first saw her videos when I was literally just like eight years old. Um, And I was really lucky about just a couple months before COVID started. I actually got to see her live for the first time ever. (gasps) No way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was in Boston. I I was still in school. And um, it was great. I mean, I love her. And it's everything that I expected from her. Um, and just to top it off, in case you didn't know, I actually didn't know this until a little bit later, like after I had discovered her, but she's actually from San Jose, like born and raised. And the reason we're doing this episode isn't just because she's a comedian, but because she's a comedian that's performed at the Improv Theater, I think 18 times. And she recently posted on her YouTube channel that this place is haunted. Also, it's Manny's birthday! So, I let him choose the topic. Teehee. Disclaimer, I chose the topic. (laughs) Manny chose the topic! (laughs) But yes, so that's how we ended up talking about this episode this week. Um, And uh, we're excited to dive in. So, let's jump into it. The history... Okay, so this comedy club is actually located in downtown San Jose. It's located at 62 South 2nd Street in San Jose, California, 95113. So if you want to go ahead and check it out, there's the exact address. And Manny, before we get started, have you ever gone to the San Jose Improv Comedy Club? I'm really sad. I actually haven't because when I turned of age, like drinking age, I wasn't, or I was here, but you know, I was like still going back and forth for school. Um, and like, since I've been 21, I actually haven't really been in San Jose all that much. And then now that I finally am, everything's shut down because <laughs> of COVID. So I haven't really had the chance to, but I'm looking forward to go to going once, you know, it's possible okay. again. So I looked up that in April, Bob Saget's gonna be there. Do you want to go see Bob Saget? But like, is that even gonna be possible? I know. That's what I was thinking. I just thought it was funny that you know, Bob Saget is performing in general in San Jose. But also, okay, so I was actually gonna go to the improv or the the comedy show when Craig Robinson was gonna be there. What? Yeah, he he actually, I think he goes to San Jose kind of often. 
Because I have no idea. Yeah, on the website I was looking at different comedians, and he was one of the most notable ones for San Jose. What? I know. I would love to go see him. So maybe in the future we should go. I'm so down. Okay, but anywho. Yeah. Okay, let's get down into it. The history. So the San Jose Improv Theater was actually originally called the Jose Theater. It was. Its construction started in 1903, and then it was finished in 1904. It was designed by William Binder, and this theater is actually the oldest surviving example of his work. And it's also the oldest theater in San Jose, which I thought was really cool. Um, so, and the last major thing that kind of happened with this theater was um, in 1999, the building was actually going to be demolished, or it was like scheduled for demolition. But the Preservation Action Council um, actually saved the theater from the wrecking ball. It was restored in 2003, and now you can check it out for yourself. It's a cool comedy club, and it's actually pretty famous, um, not just in the Bay Area, but kind of around across the country. Yeah, because it, it is a part of that improv theater chain. Right. So we actually have one here in Phoenix. Um, I guess Tempe, I believe. Um, but again, I'll, I'll discuss that a little bit later. Um, but okay. So I have some interesting information that I thought was amazing. So the Jose, uh, or the original San Jose comedy club started construction under the ownership of David Jacks. Uh, he was a Monterey landowner who was, fun fact, the namesake of Monterey Jack Cheese. What? Yes, so this guy from Monterey is the reason why it's named Monterey Jack Cheese. I love that. Okay, so. That's so random, but I love that. Okay, so Paul Bernard an official San Jose city historian and former superior court judge wrote, Monterey Jack Cheese was named for entrepreneur and financier David Jacks of Monterey. This is the same David Jacks who commissioned the construction of the Jose Theater. David Jacks had an eye for developing someone else's product into a huge business. And in the 1880s, Juana Cota de Boronda needed to support her family. Her husband became crippled and she had 15 children. At her Rancho de los Laureles in Carmel Valley, Monterey, she prepared high moisture cheese by using a method brought from Spain to Mexico and then California by the Franciscan Padres. The cheese was known as queso de país and she sold it to local markets. It became a much wanted item, but Senora Baronda could not mass produce it given the limited number of milk producing cows in on her rancho. So this is where David Jacks comes in. He took he took the idea and created a conglomerate of about 15 dairies to complete the uh, to compete with Boronda, which sucks. He should have like went and like you know partnered with her. He basically just stole her idea, which is again a shitty part of our podcast. So he called his product Jack's Cheese. Uh, some consumers looking for Baronda's cheese would ask for the Jack Cheese, 
Um, so he basically even stole the name. And then some would also ask for Monterey cheese. So he capitalized on the confusion of these names and named his brand Monterey Jack Cheese. So all buyers would gravitate towards his cheese instead of Boronda. Wow. So even then, it comes to a horrible fate for Boronda. She was wiped out, and Jax became wealthy, enabling him to build the Jose Theater, amongst other enterprises. So it's kind of a depressing story, but now we know why Monterey Jack cheese is called that. Maybe don't eat it anymore. No, oh my gosh. Well, I don't think he's alive to profit off of it anymore. Yeah, but his heirs. <laughs> yeah. When it originally opened, the theater was a, a popular showcase for stock companies and vaudeville acts. It was believed at one point that, or I guess it still is, that um, Harry Houdini performed at this theater, but there's no evidence to prove this. Um, and I actually found one site that uh, specifically said, no, if you look at his records, it seems like he never, he visited San Jose, but he didn't actually perform at this theater so um that's just a rumor going around and then uh within a 10-year period the theater ownership the theater's ownership changed from jacks to chicago speculator william warren that's about it for the background and history of the jose theater so let's move on to the legend Dude, I love the music uh, transitions. <laughs> I'm glad you too. <laughs> okay, so legend has it that a huge fire burned down the basement of the theater and many people died. Um, those that were not able to find peace still haunt the theater to this day, causing negative energy in some locations of the theater, as well as some poltergeisty happenings occurring at the site. Um... And then we'll talk more about this proof or like more evidence later down the line. Um, but it's pop culture time. Okay, so this is a little background regarding the theater and their upcoming events. So um, they are actually still holding, um, you know, comedy shows people like, are still performing like actively um but not inside right you know that's what i read none of these shows have been canceled so i'm pretty sure this place is still operating during covid but even on google it says that it's temporarily closed so i don't know what the deal is with that uh, maybe they are postponing shows but as of late i read that um, a comedian, Amanda Seals, will be there this weekend, and she's basically uh, mainly notable for her TV personality on The Real. Or The Real Real? Or The Real? I guess it's a talk show, and <laughs> uh, they dish it out. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I personally have not heard of Amanda Seals, but again, like I said, she has a huge, notable like TV personality. And then, also notable, as I was saying earlier, Bob Saget is going to be there in April. I have no idea why I'm so excited about Bob Saget being there. Honestly, I don't even like some of his stand-up. So, <laughs> I just like him for Full House. And even then, like, okay, so Bob Saget basically has two personalities. He's like the dad from Full House, which is super wholesome. And then his comedy is actually very not wholesome. (laughs) So, the duality of man. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, other notable performers that have performed here at the Improv Comedy, uh, the San Jose Improv Comedy Club. Uh, another um, interesting factoid that was also proven incorrect. Um, so along with Houdini, it was also believed that Charlie Chaplin performed at the San Jose Improv Theater, but that was also incorrect. It was never backed up by any sort of records or evidence or anything like that. So. I don't think he went. He might, again, he might have visited San Jose, but he never performed at the theater. Um, so this comes from directly from the improv, um, the San Jose Improv website. It says, a new century began with a new generation of explosive comedy talent. Uh, you've got Jamie Foxx. Uh, this is also, this is mixed in with my commentary. Uh, Jamie Foxx, do you know who that is? Okay, I'm just telling you right now, of every episode we've done so far, this is hands down the one I know the most about. And I'm looking <gasps> at your yes. notes, I have at least heard of every, almost every single name on this list. Okay, so <laughs> tell me yes or no after I name the comedian slash actor, actress. Okay. Okay, so Jamie Foxx. Yes. Dave Chappelle. Yes. Jeff Dunham. Yes. Oh my god, this is like the longest streak we've had. Dane Cook. No. Oh my god, I ruined it. <laughs> I totally jinxed it. Oh my god. Sorry. Okay, so Dane Cook is actually really... Uh... Okay, she's just chewing on her t- treat. Um... So Dane Cook is a very notable stand-up comedian. He does a lot of raunchy, like inappropriate um, comedy. Um, definitely uh, late two thousands, uh, prom- like when he was prominent. Um, okay, David Spade. No. <laughs> it's okay. That was a long shot, but um, he's still a prominent actor slash comedian. He was actually in Grown Ups. Oh, he was also in Emperor's New Groove. He's he's the Emperor. Oh, wait, no way. Yeah. Okay, so the movie that I was talking about that was me and my brother's favorite it was called Dickie Roberts' Former Child Star. And the main reason why it was our favorite movie was because one of the scenes, they get... Um, what's that thing where it's literally just like a big, um, a really long stretch of plastic and then you put water on it and then you slide down it a slip and slide 
Yeah, so they get he gets a slip and slide, and he's like trying to get the kids to go outside and have a fun time. So he buys a slip and slide, and puts oil on it, <laughs> and he slides so fast that he crashes through their picket fence. <laughs> and that was one of my favorite scenes from that movie. It's pretty good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, next, we've got Pablo Francisco, which is um, who, or who is a famous uh, stand-up comedian. He started improv at in Tempe, Arizona. Um, so I thought that was cool because if we do have any Arizona listeners, simply because I'm in Arizona, um, that's cool. And he's also from like he was born, I guess, and raised in Tucson, Arizona. Probably started doing his stand-up in like at ASU. They have a prominent stand-up um, troupe. Um, next, Sarah Silverman. I don't know. Have man. you seen Wreck-It Ralph? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, she does a lot of voices, uh, and also she's just she's honestly really funny. I feel like you would like her, Daniel Tosh. Tosh Barnett. Yeah. Okay, I have never seen it or seen any of his comedy, but I've heard you talk about Tosh.0 a lot in high school. <laughs> okay, yeah, he used to be one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> Just because, like, all this stuff was really dark, or dark humor, I guess. But now, like, going back and listening to it, I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is horrible. Gabriel Iglesias. Um, oh, of course. Which, yeah, we all know. Uh, but now, I, I the San Jose Improv Comedy Club was probably way too small for this guy. Because <laughs> he big. And that's not... He's like a really notable comedian. <laughs> um, as I was saying earlier, Craig Robinson. Yes. Um, so... Oh, and then we got Joe Coy who's actually a, a, a recurring guest star slash co- uh, stand-up comedian on the Chelsea Handler show, Chelsea Lately. And I actually used to watch that show a lot, so I do remember watching Joe Coy sometimes. Um, there's Felipe Esparza, uh, who was actually one of the winners of Last Comic Standing. Um, so that's cool. He seems funny. He, he has a lot of like uh, Latinx like themed comedy. So I believe it's a Netflix special. Dude, a lot of these guys have their Netflix specials. Like literally the next person that I'm going to say is Sebastian Maniscalco, who has a Netflix. Like he's more notable on Netflix for his comedy specials. Um... Also, Aisha Tyler, who actually is a Bay Area native. So she was born in San Francisco, raised in Oakland. And she was in Criminal Minds, Ghost Whisperer, and Archer. So, dope. Um, Bobby Lee from the podcast slash YouTube channel called Tiger Belly. Have you heard of that? No. So I didn't realize i knew about it until i looked it up and bobby lee's actually like a really famous person and i guess he comes back um to the san jose uh to do like stand-up shows here so that's cool 
Uh, we've also got Jamie Kennedy, who was notable for his role in the 1996 film Scream. And last but not least, we've got Angela Johnson. So I just yes. wanted to do... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Snaps. Um, I just wanted to do a little background on her since we already touched on how her she's super famous. Um, but she is the primary reason, uh, as stated earlier, that we decided to do this episode. Um, she is an actress, comedian, and former NFL cheerleader. Did you know that? I did. She was a Raider. Oh my god. I had <laughs> no idea. I thought that was really interesting. So she was born in San Jose and went to Santa Teresa High School and also De Anza College. Actually, so was- she went to several high schools. <laughs> She, oh really she yeah she like changed high school so she, i believe she went uh, i might be wrong but i know she went to gunderson i think she went to lincoln at one point and then at one point she also did like independent studies so okay yeah dope i had no idea i just remember my cousins talking about like angela johnson coming to their school because she's from the bay area and how cool is that so if you want us to perform at your high school... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then last but not least, she was in an episode of Superstore. I know. When I saw it, when it came <laughs> up, I was on the floor. Like, yeah, you should have been there. I was dying. At first, I like, had to do a double take. I was like, no, that's not... And then I was like, no, it's her. It's her. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Actually, Manny introduced me to that show, so that's why I wanted to make that note. Tee Thank you. It's a good show. Definitely recommend it. Now, we move on to the personal accounts. So, the main account for this episode comes, again, from Angela Johnson's episode... Um, specifically, uh, so she has this YouTube series that she recently made into a podcast called Ghost Stories with Angela, and I'm low-key hoping we can get on it now, Carmen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, we're from her hometown, we do a podcast about ghost stories, like, Angela, if you're listening to this, I love you, but also (laughs) bring me on your podcast. (laughs) Dude, that would be so cool. Um, do you think she would? I don't know. Maybe if our fans, hint, hint, maybe <laughs> tag her or something in our podcast. But oh my gosh, um, yeah, and also and like we could just talk about all the spooky stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so she has her episode thirteen is about the San Jose Improv Theater, and so she talks in the video. She shows how like she performed there, um, but like either before or after the show, she kind of did a little tour with the manager and um, the manager was like telling her about, you know, things people have said or felt there and like the fire story, which Carmen mentioned earlier. Um, and so it was, uh, it's spooky. And I'm, you know, I'm not surprised again that this place is haunted because it's like over a hundred years old now. And I feel like anything over like, I don't know, 70 years old. It's like, regardless of what happened, it's haunted. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's just automatically haunted. (laughs) Um, 
so the manager of the San Jose Improv Theater at the time of recording is slash was I'm not sure if he still is but it is David Williams who talks about a um, couple different things so one was the green room so David mentioned that on a particular Saturday afternoon he opened up the windows left for about half an hour and then he came back and all the windows were closed and he was the only one in the in the at the site at that time right Ugh, that's really spooky but i guess yeah um most notably though he said the dressing area under the stage is where people feel a lot of negative energy and um this is where the fire story comes into play so again there was a huge fire in the theater apparently um a bunch of years ago and there were people that so there were some actors that were sleeping in the theater area because according to david like they weren't making you know super solid money enough to get a hotel room so they decided to just sleep in the dressing area of the theater that they were going to perform in and then um the fire ended up making like the you know the structure kind of collapse on them and they were crushed unfortunately um i actually wasn't able to find any like newspaper article or anything that could confirm major damage like because it's such a notable theater i feel like there would be some kind of record of really notable damage i couldn't even find records from the 1906 earthquake so i don't really know what's up with that but i don't know that's just my skepticism um but anyway the manager also stated that they don't store anything in there because no one wants to go in there especially not alone and um, apparently, after all the damage, like after it was collapsed and people were crushed under the stage, they just apparently paved over the people's remains and ashes. So it's basically a grave. What the heck? No wonder no one wants to go down there. <sighs> yeah, that was dark. So. Holy cow. And then... Um, Apparently, the bar area is particularly haunted, so um, apparently in around 2008, an employee reported that, so I believe um, ghost hunters actually came to investigate the theater, and at one point, they recorded a man in the bar area saying, get the f*** out of my bar, over and over again from behind the door um, that like lets you into this area, but I believe they said they didn't hear that like with their own ears, so... Kind of Did they get it on a recording? Is that? Yeah, I think they got it on the even like an EVP recorder or something. Ooh, that is spooky. Oh <sighs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so here's some. Now it's time for some reviews. So this is what I found on Google reviews. So just. This is just a little aside, or just a side note. So I was looking for the most common topics on Google reviews because usually, like, as soon as you look up a place, it'll have, like, a few main, like, keywords. And, you know, when we research haunted places, sometimes the keywords will contain ghost or haunted. And I didn't find any of that. But I did find the, like, the key term server, and nachos. <laughs> so are their nachos really good or? 
uh, that's the thing. I guess they're notoriously bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so a lot of people said they're not the best. Generally, people stated that they were soggy and overpriced. Um, so, not good nachos. Don't get the nachos. No, dude. Uh, yeah, so I just want to say, what bar or theater food isn't overpriced? Can't explain that enough. But overall, on Google reviews, uh, the the site is rated as a 4.4 out of 5 stars. And I just wanted to um, uh, state a few takeaways generally from these reviews. So the main griping was about the food being expensive. And again, it's Silicon Valley, so everything is expensive. I don't like I don't understand why people complain about the pricing of food especially at a bar like <laughs> it's always expensive and then also it said or a lot of people said that sometimes the servers would miss orders but that's but you can definitely read like when you read the reviews everyone's like it was such a busy night I can't believe uh, our servers missed our orders and it's just like really give it cut them a break so, um, yeah, it's obvious that those reviews were, like, correlate with the very busy nights. And then moving on to Yelp reviews. So, again, overall, uh, this place was rated 4.5 out of 5 stars, which is generally good. Um, lots of complaints slash applause on the fact that upon entering, you need to put your cell phone in a locked bag and they give them back at the end of the show. So, people like it because there's less disruptions, but a lot of people don't like it because they can't use their phone, and basically everyone uses their phone as, like, an extended part of their limb nowadays. But also, I don't, I don't really understand that because if you're trying to promote that you're doing a comedy special or a comedy show, wouldn't you want people to take pictures and, like, post it on social media? I'm still confused about that too, but I don't know. I remember when I saw Angela Johnson, they specifically said like, no photos, no videos. I was like, yeah. okay, I guess. I could definitely understand why it could be uh, disruptive. But anyway, so I've got two main reviews from Yelp uh, that I wanted to read. Quinn L. from San Jose, California, back in 2017, rated this location as a three out of five stars. So she starts off saying, we may not have burst out laughing with tears in our eyes. We may not have burst out laughing with tears in our eyes, but we had a good chuckle here and Queen. there. For, for a spontaneous Queen. Wednesday date night, the hubby got us tickets via Groupon to see a few local San Jose comedians on stage for about two hours. The building itself looks really cool outside, and with all those red lights, there's no way you can miss it. True story. Uh, parking is a hassle, but there are plenty of public garages around. Unfortunately, San Jose Improv Comedy Club doesn't validate, so no luck in saving money there. As for the interior, the theater is spacious and we sat practically right in front of the stage. Considering it was a weeknight, the club wasn't too crowded, but I could imagine you bumping elbows with other people if the place was full. 
There, about, there were about six comedians who performed that night, and most of the time they had some funny material. I will say that the sound system did them a huge injustice because there were times when people were still laughing at a joke as they started the next one, so the audience ended up missing it. The source material was your typical racist and sexist jokes, but every now and then we heard something original. Because we sat in the front, we were picked, uh, we were picked on a bit, but that was actually my favorite part. For this comedy club, there is a two-item policy for each patron, meaning you have to order at least two items on the menu. The food is your basic American food like sandwiches and fries, while on the back of the menu, there is a whole list of cocktails and beers. We hadn't had dinner yet, so we decided to order the showroom fries, the crispy shrimp platter, the spicy grilled chicken BLT sandwich, and a slice of New York cheesecake. The fries were by far our favorite. Crispy and not oily at all. And because we were watching a show, we were munching away without really thinking about it. The shrimp, however, was terribly bland, and the cheesecake was smothered in strawberry sauce, making it sickeningly sweet. The grilled chicken sandwich was average, although I will say that the bacon was tough. That didn't sound like a good compliment. <laughs> Sorry. And then, uh, lastly, the food and drink prices are expensive, but we came in expecting that. At least the portion sizes are big, so if you're coming with a large party, sharing is not a problem. Overall, we did enjoy our time here, but we had higher expectations, especially in terms of the comedy. Perhaps if we came back for next, uh, perhaps if we come back for the next show, our bellies and cheeks will hurt from the, all the laughing. But as for now, we just left with a smile. This is such a like well-written review like i don't think i've seen i don't think we've ever had a review on the show this well-written cohesive and detailed (laughs) i know it was definitely very cohesive for the source material um i know it was very well thought out and well written that's why i was like okay this is you know it it has all like the benchmark writing like <laughs> according to the, be- the California benchmark writing rubric, it was definitely a three to Triggered. four. <laughs> we had a good good intro, good middle content. Oh, I'm lo- yeah. I'm living for that conclusion sentence. Like wow, right? <laughs> We've got another review from Erica L, who's from Miami, Florida. So she probably came on a visit, and. She rated this location a 2 out of 5 stars back in 2019. Uh, here's the start of her review. Wow, what a horrible experience. We arrived at 6.30 last night and placed our orders for food and drinks. It wasn't until 8.15, yes, an hour and 45 minutes, that we received our drinks and food. That was after asking the waitress several times and speaking with someone from management. The whole show was miserable, and we couldn't pay attention because we were so hungry and upset. Throughout the show, we must have been disrupted at least 20 times with people bringing food that wasn't ours. They had absolutely no idea what was going on. They said it was their first night open. However, I went two weeks ago also? Question mark. I'm not sure what was up, but it was not a pleasant experience. The entire theater was so upset at the end, and many people refused to pay. We paid because we wanted to finally get out of there. 
There was apparently a backup in the kitchen, but come on, an hour and 45 minutes for a Coke? How about this sad order of ice cream that my friend received? Literally the tiniest scoop ever and half melted. What a joke. Words cannot explain how terrible of an experience it was. And then she posted a, the saddest picture of what I could only describe as a scoop of melted ice cream. Like, literally, it's just... I have to look just... this up now. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I... <laughs> Wait. This is so funny because it comes in a plate that's like 10 times its size. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in a little puddle and it says took nearly two hours half melted and maybe two spoonfuls <laughs> I'm sorry I shouldn't laugh but this is so funny okay anyway <laughs> thank you for that Carmen I'm not even gonna play the transition for the related facts because there's really just one <laughs> <laughs> so Originally, I wrote for the related facts the thing about the Monterey Jack cheese, but that's because you wrote the Monterey Jack cheese part in the notes where it says, do not read. So I didn't read it, and now that fact is doubled in our notes, but it's okay. <laughs> because <Might be. laughs> our other related fact is that um, when it was built, this theater wasn't the only one in the area. In fact, in the early 1900s, this whole area of San Jose was basically an entire theater area with the California Theater, which I think used to be called the Hippodrome. I'm still confused. I found a photo where it said Hippodrome, and I was like, what? Um, the Victory Theater, Unique Theater, Theater Deluxe, Liberty Theater, and Montgomery Theater, all being part of the greater South First Street area. And then it made me wonder, could those theaters be haunted? We're gonna have a whole theater, um, theater episode, like the high schools. Oh, that'd be fun. I guess we'll have to see. And of course, it helps if our listeners give us a, uh, a little tip as to maybe where we can find some information. So if you want to email us, sanhontse at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram, at sanhontse podcast. Um, you can send us your photos, stories, um, friends that might have leads, or any other information you want to uh, let us know about so so Melly do you want to play some Dead by Daylight yes <laughs> yes you sound like a kid who's like super excited like that got an answer right not? on the benchmark are you saying that I did it we all did alright well we'll see you next week Stay spooky, San Jose.